and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I am your herd leader, John Wayne. And I'm your herd mom, Megan. After all this time. After all this time, yes. It's been a little while. Um, you know, we, uh, like many other creators, took some time off. Um, it was very necessary for us and just for what's going on in the world. Um, giving way to uh, other voices. Um, there was just a lot going on that to put out something fun, entertaining, and whatnot seemed like it would take away from the reality and the seriousness of uh, racial injustice um, and the cause and effect of that in our world. And so we wanted to uh, give room for that. And also, um, you know, we are close to it in personal ways in terms of, um, I mean, for a lot of people, it would have been a matter of respect and solidarity and it would have been just that and it would have been fine to come back because you know well we need some levity in the world we we need some you know uh escapism from the realities and whatnot um but you know there's there's aspects of it that like i i could not not think about it i could not just i couldn't watch star wars i couldn't do anything that was just fun because it I like I didn't have it in me during all of this. Yeah. Um and so even for our own good, it was very necessary to step away and and whatnot. And um it's given time to really dig into and and educate on the uh realities of systemic racism and and whatnot and um you know, really feel out how we feel about the subject um, and also how we can engage with it. it you know, um, it's not enough to be bothered by current events. Um, you know, the, the idea would be that you're bothered so that you would see it change. And, and we want to be a part of that in our personal lives and whatnot. And, um, and as much as we can with the podcast, even how we can highlight diversity uh, and, and whatnot with the podcast. It's another platform. I mean, we're not huge. We're not popular, but um, it is a platform um, that we can use to promote um, equity and, and and whatnot, and so we want to do that. And so uh, it was necessary time off, and hopefully everyone understands. Um, and hopefully everyone's taking their own time in their own way um, to not just move on. Um, that if if anything can be said, please do not just move on. Please do not just wait until things go back to normal, because for a lot of people, our normal is not their normal. Exactly. Uh, and until, until we can all agree on what normal is and that can exist for everyone equally, um, I don't think we should have normal. Yeah. It's one of those things, like, if you're not angry about our current situation, then you're not paying attention. Yeah. Um, and I think we've been pretty clear. Um you know, we've, uh, again, used our platform uh, on yeah. Nerd Herder um, to be clear about uh, our stance on it. We've also been clear on our personal accounts as well. Um, in general, we, uh, you know, and I, I said this on, on one particular post, we want to be transparent and we want you to know who we are and what we stand for and believe yeah. uh, and what's a part of us. Um, you know, that's the beauty. We always say that, uh, you know, the relationships and friendships that we have through the podcast are the important part. And a part of those relationships, it's built on knowing people and knowing yourself, you know. And so um, if that's not what you like in your Star Wars, we're sorry, but we can't not talk about it and we can't not um, 
again, use our platform, whatever that platform is. Um, Be that just us personally speaking to people or talking to, I don't know, like five of you guys (laughs) right? on the podcast. Um, So, you know, we we are very clear. We try to continue to be very clear and whatnot. Um, That said, um, if you don't understand what we mean or what our stance is, We'd much rather you engage with us and ask us yes. and talk about it rather than judge us. Um, because even just saying, you know, I stand against racial inequity, uh, that can mean different things for different yeah. people. Just like I am I stand for feminism, that can mean different things. I'm a Christian, that can mean different things. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of denominations and sects sects, in and groups. Uh, there's also a lot of sex in groups. Um, <laughs> Gross! But... Uh, so to really understand, you have to engage, you have to talk. Yes. Uh, and we'd much rather talk than have people assume who we are and what we believe yeah. uh, and whatnot. And so we'd rather just be clear with that and concise. So feel free, you know, yeah. um, if, if you'd like to uh, engage on the topic or, or know more, um, yeah. for sure. If you don't have an outlet of your own, we've, we've talked to a couple of people. It's literally only because they don't have anyone else to talk to, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and so... Uh, all that to say, you know, we are not recording today and moving on with the podcast as if nothing happened. Um, you know, the world is different now because of a lot of things, uh, and, and we don't want it thing. to, yeah, we don't want it to go back to normal. Exactly. So, uh, it may, it, it, it will, I'll say that it will come up, it yeah. will happen and, and we will talk about it and we hope you'll be here with us and seek to understand and talk with us about it. Um, but we understand if that's not your cup of tea, there's other Star Wars podcasts that just talk about Star Wars and ignore politics. And that's, that's fine. fine. You know, we, you know, at the same time, um, we don't judge anyone that doesn't want to talk, um, or doesn't know what to say yet. That's real. This is very serious stuff. This is very heavy stuff. So sure. If you don't know what to say, it's better not to say anything and mess up. Mm -hmm. It's better not to dig a grave. It's better to just think about it, process it and educate it. But it's not okay not to engage or do anything. Uh, if you live in the world, you've got to think about how the world works in such a way, not just for yourself, but for others. Exactly. Um, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Exactly. Um, and Sorry so, to get Star trek <laughs> So, um, but all that to say, uh, that's that's where we've been, what we've been doing and whatnot. And also, we were we were going to have episodes out a little earlier, but uh, if you haven't seen on our social media, um, it will, we put it out on Twitter because it's easier to put uh, stuff like that out on Twitter, um, then Instagram and Facebook, but, um, our, our laptop died, uh, which is primarily what we record with or have been recording with for the past month. We actually upgraded to a a really cool, uh, computer mic that was really upping our quality. We loved it. I mean, every time I edited an episode, I was just like, oh my gosh, we sound amazing. Uh, so hopefully it came across that way for everybody else. And now we sound like garbage. Well, no, we're back to our original uh, mic that's going through uh, my yeah. phone and everything. I mean, the beauty of Anchor is that we can do both. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, we're very thankful that we have an alternative. If we depended completely on laptop-based uh, equipment and, and software, we would be doomed. But um, thankfully, Ooh. Anchor is our hosting site, and they're awesome, and... And just to say, you know, um, I'm sure if you've listened a while, you've heard the ads several times. Um, thank you for putting up with those because those uh, do pay the bills. Um, just listening to ad- the ads is a way of supporting us. Um, yeah. You know, you don't have to join Patreon and you don't have to give direct gifts. Um, just listening to ads is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, another thing Anchor allows us to do. That's awesome. So we're very thankful for that. But that to say, 
we had to come back around to plan B. We haven't recorded on mobile devices in so long that it was, we had to reorient a little bit. So, um, but hopefully our laptop will be fixed soon. We will be back up to snuff. And the cool thing is, um, we haven't talked too much about it, but, uh, because of listener support and also just for the need of improving the podcast, we have made investments into an even better, uh, recording software. Um, we'll still use Anchor, but um, we'll have a pre-mixer um, and better mics and just a whole bunch of stuff that we're excited to have soon. Yeah, we'll um, be legit. Yeah. Uh, it's we something we've been wanting to do for a while, and we finally made the jump on, and so we're very excited. It's going to be a little while before everything gets here and it's all set up and done, but uh, that's just a teaser of, you know, we are working to improve, and that's possible with our amazing Patreons. Um, we did lose one recently. And that's understandable. Life circumstances change. Um, the ability to support change. Commitment through Patreon is not guaranteed. And we totally understand that. But we are thankful um, for our patrons and their support because that goes a long way. And again, for you guys to listen to the ads makes a huge deal. Um, it's just a way that you can support uh, in, in a small way. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so that that's the preface. That's the... the headliner of this episode um you know again we'd be uh poor excuses of people if we did not acknowledge um the realities going on because star wars is escapism but and um and i have to shout out um uh the scarif scuttlebutt podcast and the red five network podcast group because they've put out a few episodes uh partnering with other podcasters great podcasters like force of light and pizza and parsecs um, they're putting out stuff uh, that is amazing in that they tackle the reality of our current world situation through the lens of sci-fi because, you know, I don't think people realize, or maybe they do and that's why they like it, but sci-fi is such a unique lens that constantly rubs up against social justice and social issues. Absolutely. Um, so many examples. And, you know, Star Wars happens to be a timeless and amazing example, uh, but it's not the only one. There's Star Trek. Star Trek episodes, There's absolutely. Dune. Yep. There's uh, ba 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 It's escaping me at the moment. Well, It'll I can't help you. It will. Random points in the podcast. I've I mean, read more sci-fi than you have. Wow, that's rude. Um, <laughs> maybe. You've read more than I have. I don't like reading much, unless I, read. I, unless I like the subject matter. Um, Gundam, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. some people would say that's more anime than sci-fi, but it's both. But um, it's ev- literally every... Shanime. Shanime. Um... Literally every Gundam series has to do with politics and is uh, very relevant. Um, and, you know, uh, even getting into, and I do count it as sci fi because the fact of a lizard growing to enormous size because of radiation is ri- ridiculous. But sci fi um, and kaiju movies, even uh, Gamera, Godzilla, so many of those are products yeah. of the realities of war and, and so, so much more. And something we've talked about like multiple times is the perspectives of different groups of people yeah like, oh yeah yeah uh in japan radiation creates monsters in america it creates superheroes yeah like, intentional or otherwise it's really weird yeah. but you know again there you know you've got um amazing superheroes like spider-man and so many others that are born of sci-fi means yeah, yeah. they're they're comics but sci-fi is deep in a lot of things and it's deep in social issues um and it's it's amazing and it's awesome mm-hmm. so Captain America um, comics lately have been like digging in. Oh yeah. Lately. Well, I mean, he's got America in his name. He, they got to set up his, his allegiance <laughs> really quick. Uh, but you know, well, even to Chris Evans, um, Captain America, um, 
the fact that he, you know, just valiantly represents this organization, S.H.I.E.L.D., that turns out to be bad, and he's the one that helps dismantle it. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go too far with that analogy, but... No. Uh, no. So, uh, that's our shout-out for the Red 5 Network. We're a part of that, and we're very grateful for that, because oh, yeah. it's allowed us to meet other great podcasters. It gets weird sometimes, but um, I love it. Yeah, it's just, like, if you like us, first of all, God help you. Um <laughs> Second of all, you'll love uh, Red 5 Network. Just find them on uh, Twitter, um, and you'll see they're full of other podcasters um, that talk about Star Wars Plus. Um, Pizza and Parsecs is talking about Harry Potter right now. They've talked about Batman. There's so many other awesome content creators there, and so um, we'd love for you to check that out and give them some love uh, and tell them we sent you. Yeah, tell them that Rex is a Hufflepuff. So, uh, as to what we are actually talking about, this was intended to follow pretty immediately after, um, the last real thing we finished covering was the Clone Wars yeah. on the main show, and so this was meant to follow up as kind of a, a little bit of a Clone Wars debrief, um, but something we've always brought up and talked about ourselves is the enigma of, alright, the Clone Wars is over, and then we're in Empire, but there's, like, that period in between what happens because there's a little bit of changeover and and it's one of those things that just happens uh narratively and we just kind of go with it and a lot of people have their own head cannons and whatnot um there are actual stories but you know it's just this thing we accept yeah clones go bye-bye stormtroopers come in and it's just it is what it is don't think too much about the logistics of it like don't question how many were there and all the like yeah don't do too much of that because then it's weird but um yeah we just kind of move along with it and um so but we wanted to talk about that and um you know of course also you're very um close uh, yeah. uh to clones you love clones you can say obsessed um, that okay i wasn't trying to avoid saying <laughs> it but sure that's a good word too um yeah, I mean, you know, what really, um, and, you know, seemed to make the show for you is the clones as characters and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, definitely before this, there was nothing like that. Absolutely nothing. Um, I mean, episode three, in a way, did something to, well, really only with one. I mean, mm -hmm. Cody was sort of the face in episode three in terms of the only time you talk to, like, Jedi talk to clone kind yeah. of relationship, it's Cody. And it's a little fun. You know, it's a little like, uh-huh, you know, you know, cute. Uh, but it's nowhere near on the level of what Clone Wars does. And, are, you know, so um, it's the first time to really treat them like characters, not yeah. necessarily like uh, a part of the story um, just for the sake of moving things along. Because, it, for instance, name a personified stormtrooper in the films, you know. Yeah. Huh? Well, it, yeah, eh, okay. That's the problem with them both being called stormtroopers. Yes, I'm yes. talking about Imperial. Oh, um, that one guy who hits his head. <laughs> well, from a certain point of view, yes, but but in the films, there's there's no personality. Yeah. They're like they're they're just soldiers. They are faceless drones. Yeah, I mean, you know, and as far as back as many films, nobody wanted to tackle. Like you would do small squads. You would mm -hmm. like squad. Um. With movies like Navy Seal and um, so many other like militaristics, um, uh, like Lone Survivor, and so many like you get a small team, you like you can four or five maybe six people, cool, uh -huh. you can give them personality. But when you get too bit like I mean when you get to the full military, you can't do that. That's too much. Yeah. Uh, and for film, that's true, but that's the beauty of the show. 
um, 120 plus episodes of a show that can that can do that. Um, and so, uh, you know, what are the films? I mean, arguably the films don't focus on the clones much. Yeah. But like when when they come up in the films, is that different because of Clone Wars for you now? Absolutely. Like you have perspective and you have context for where the clones come from, what makes them distinguishable from character to character. Like the battle on Geonosis. It's just a bunch of clones in shiny armor. Mm -hmm. No distinguishable markings. They're all just faceless drones. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier. But then watching the Clone Wars, you get to see, you know, these individual personalities while also maintaining that they're clones. Mm. They were made for a purpose. But that doesn't mean that they can't, you know, thrive within their context. Yeah. But then the thing that has always, like, got me about Order 66 is the removal of that personality. Yeah. It's the removal of autonomy. Like I've said a bunch of times at this point, they they go from being clone troopers to stormtroopers. Essentially, yeah. And I think that that's... It adds so much to the tragedy of Order 66 when you watch the Clone Wars and you see um, relationships, mm-hmm. like with Plo Koon and the Wolfpack. Yeah. Literally. Plo's bros. Yeah. Papa Plo. Mm-hmm. And you get to see the relationship between Cody and General Kenobi. Yeah. That you see a little bit of in Episode 3, but right. it's so much more fleshed out. And then you see the relationship between Rex and Anakin. Mm-hmm. And you get the hint of, like, they kind of match their Jedi. Yeah. As, you know, the relationship gets stronger. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, and I think it, it just adds so much to, like I said, the tragedy of Order 66. Yeah. When I think it's even an, un, an unplanned and unexpected mm-hmm. uh, quality. Uh, once the clones get out there and get under the authority of Jedi, like, mm-hmm. I don't think it was planned for them to have personality. Um, I don't think it was planned for them to be people. Um, Like, I guess they always kind of knew that Order 66 would get the job done regardless of if they built a personality. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's one of the downfalls to clones versus droids is droids will always follow orders. They'll always do as told and they won't... um, you know, they won't get caught up with, is this right? Is this wrong? They won't necessarily make uh, brash decisions based on feelings. Like, yeah. you know, they're they're programmed. Which arguably, yes, clones are to a point, but they are human, so you can only program them so much. But eventually, they get programmed by their environment and their, their leader. Yeah. So, you know, I guess they knew it wouldn't be a problem, but I have to believe they didn't necessarily account for how much that would affect the clones. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and I almost wonder if that's even built into the reasoning behind um, eventually kind of working them out of the system is this idea of, well, but, I mean, I guess not because they just replace them with people, mm-hmm. which would create the same problem in terms of, you know, decision-making and, and whatnot. So, um even that doesn't necessarily make sense. 
so I guess there's not really a reason for that to be uh, considered in in the process of elimination of the clones eventually. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, even still, I feel like it had to be. Well, I mean, maybe because they were built and programmed to be so loyal to the Republic, maybe that also had a part to play in. Well, we can't have them because they're very staunch Republic. I mean, you still yeah, even uh, Rex and Wolf and Gregor who survive later on, like even they're that way later on. They're still loyal to the Republic. Yeah. Even when it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I mean Wolf goes as far to as to report when he sees Jedi to the Empire. Because mm-hmm. I guess still some of that loyalty left over, even though Well, I think he's an example of like if more clones were like him, they would have probably kept him, but by and large, I think a lot of them saw the Republic as different from the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I think if, because, I mean, you know, on, on the front lines, the Republic, the Republic you serve on the front lines is different than the Republic you serve on Coruscant. They're two different entities in a way. Um, just like I believe a lot of maybe soldiers of the U.S. Army would feel that way. Like, serving the government versus serving the, the nation as a soldier are two different things like they they play out differently they feel differently and yeah. so and we all know a fox right yeah so like you know i feel like there was two different types of clones by the time like when they Definitely. if you looked over who you had when it's all said and done you'd have one and the other and it's just like well do we keep one get rid of the other and so forth and so on mm-hmm. i mean ultimately though you had to make a decision based on okay what serves the scheme of the empire more. Yeah, and if you can't tell, Piglet feels very strongly about the clones. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, she has an opinion. If if you want it to stop, give to Patreon. Um, <laughs> what? I mean, cat. yeah. So, they they don't really go into detail. We don't know too much about um, the process of clones and how they are made. Mm-hmm. More than like the science of test two babies. By and large, they don't even make it clear. Actually, they go against the idea that the Kaminoans are the only ones that can do this, or that this is oh, yeah. new. It's likely that they are just the best in their field. Yeah, well, because um, you know when uh, Dex is talking about them to Obi Wan in Attack of the Clones when they're first discovered, mm-hmm. it's the idea of they're cloners. Okay, first of all, him saying that insinuates, well, okay, that's not surprising. Yeah. Like, Obi-Wan doesn't have a moment of, like, oh, clones? What? Like, yeah. copies of a... Like, no, he, he knows what that means. It's, like, to the point where you see the... It, I think they're called the decraniated in Dryden Voss's yeah, yeah. spaceship. Like, that... I don't know why I call it a spaceship. Everything's in space. <laughs> in Dryden Voss's yacht. Yes. Let's call it that. Um, it's commonplace, at least. Through scum and villainy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, uh, you know, um, I am interested, like, what is the market of clones there, though? Like, it, yeah. are human clones common? It's just Palpatine. Um, Let's be real. <laughs> right. It's only Palpatine. Um, you know, it's just interesting, okay, how do, how do clones and cloning uh, fit in in the rest of the scheme? Because, yeah. uh, no, well, not in the scheme, um, not in the Palpatine scheme, but, like, in the greater galaxy like Mm -hmm. what is it used for how is it used how often is it regulated um because like 
the way it, the way it's mentioned in almost every time the Clone Wars or the concept of clones is mentioned, it's just so casual of like, oh yeah, your dad fought in the Clone Wars. The hope what now? Right. Like, it, it's so like, well yeah, of course. Like, it's he's a farmer. Well, in the end, um, well, I don't even think it was that. I think it was more the surprise of like, wait, that was a galactic conflict. Why would my dad... Why or not? Why would my dad? Why would you be fighting the Clone Wars? Um, yeah. But like, it makes sense post Clone Wars why cloning would be a little bit m- more yeah. uh, out of step because more than likely, this politically started a lot of conversations about clones. Cloning probably never mattered until wait, you cloned an army. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and in Legends, it made even more sense why cloning kind of went away because um, the Separatists had a clone army in Legends. Yeah, uh, yeah it was it was much smaller. Um, it was maybe only a few hundred, but there was a whole planetary battle fought clone versus clone. Uh, it was uh, Nikto clones. Oh. Um, it was really cool. It was a really interesting part of the Clone Wars story. Um, I grew up with the original Dark Horse comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Clone Wars. Like, that was... If I wanted something outside of the movies, it was Dark Horse Comics. They had mm-hmm. the license then. And, um, you know, that's where we get Kukruk. Uh, Kukruk's actually fighting in this battle alongside Quinlan Boss, Ashered Het. Uh, Ashered being the, uh, like, Tusken Jedi, yeah. who later becomes a whole nother Sith Lord. Um, Opo Rancisis fights in this and dies. Um, I just never want to talk about him. He freaks me out. Um, You know, but this is like the only significant thing that Snake Jedi ever did. But it was really cool because it's like, we'll never see this in film. Uh, So yeah, put it in a comic. We see a uh, Wequayan Jedi. Yeah, they put a mop on a snake body that was Opal Rancis. A what? A mop on a snake body. Yeah. So um, this battle was very significant in Legends. And it was also politically significant because... It brought the idea of, okay, now other people are cloning. Yeah. So that was, in Legends, a motivation, one of the motivations, because depending on what book or what comic you read, there was different things. But that was one of the more sensible motivations. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can't have clones anymore. If everybody can clone their own dang army, we can't do that. Like, we've got to stop it. Yeah. Um, and then Palpatine was like, I'll get rid of this. Don't worry about it. And just, yeah, well, he would, he would have been Emperor, yeah, when he took care of it. But yeah, yeah. like... He, it was, well, I can't have anybody doing what I did. Yeah. Like, that, that's not okay. Uh, because, all, you know, if you have imperial citizens disappearing to join the rebellion, mm-hmm. you notice. If you're creating humans that you never knew about, you would never suspect an army's building. I mean, the Republic didn't. The Separatists didn't. So it's one of yeah. those things where it's like, no, this can actually be negative and this can actually be a threat. And so, uh, essentially, to boil down the Legends perspective, it was el- clones were eliminated because they were a threat. Yeah. Not because of really anything else. And speaking of Legends, I feel like this is a good time to remind everybody about Luke. Yes. Luke. Um, clone Luke. Clone Luke. Um, but, you know, but of course it would be the guy who um, uh, kind of, in the most significant way, used cloning that would keep the technology for himself. Like, well, he course. did get rid of it on the open market, but, of course, he kept his own. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like having your 3D printer. It's just like, yeah, th- these toys are gone. Like, this brand ended, but I can still make my own. Exactly. Um, 
it 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 com- I, I know some people don't like the clone thing with Palpatine, but it and completely makes sense to me. Exactly. Like I've said every time we talk about Palpatine, uh, he is a man that is obsessed with legacy and immortality. Right. Any avenue that leads to that, he will he will bank on that statement. Well, yeah. So like obviously he would he would back up you know, in the yeah. cloud, the technology, because just in case. <laughs> he just plans A through Z and a couple of numbers. Right. Well, and he, one of his closest advisors, we're on to canon at this point, one of his closest advisors yeah. used this technology in terms of one dies, the extra, the, the, the next one's activated. Yep. Like, of what is course. What is his name? I don't remember. Doctor um, something something Schmertz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was an annoying character, <laughs> and Vader killed him. But he had a he had a whale spaceship. He did like, have a whale spaceship. Um, that was dope. But it goes to show, of course, Palpatine's thinking about these things. Of course, he would have this technology and so forth yeah. and so on. So, um, so while while we don't exactly we don't exactly know where clones entirely came from, mm-hmm. we don't exactly know entirely where they go. Um, I mean, where they come from is a little bit easier because obviously, you know, you take the genetic template. What's harder about clones is how do you make sure it works? Because mm-hmm. um, in real life, yeah. the technology of cloning is so difficult because it's like just because you take DNA and copy it doesn't mean you get the product you're asking for. Yeah, I mean, do you remember the huge scientific um, break for the breakthrough that was Dolly the Sheep? Yeah. Like, that was amazing. When we were younger. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how it worked. Yeah, well, I mean, it's difficult. Like, I mean, you're essentially test tube babying it, but you yeah. have the prerequisite DNA. But, uh, you know, humans are so hard to manufacture because, like, the things that go into us, uh, by and large, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what you believe, are yeah. are not set. Like, they're not, yeah. like... Dude, humans are made of chaos. <laughs> right. Like, I, that explains so much. When I was 25, I, de- I developed debilitating food allergies and a stutter, apparently. There you go. So, like, wait, 25? That's the age I am right now. Pretty much. When I was 23. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Um, How old am I? I don't know. Age is just a number. Um, Yikes. But yeah, I mean, like, there's so much that goes in that, you like, it's lightning in a bottle. People. That's why yeah. people are so unique and so special. Um, and, and so meaningful people are, are such like amazing achievements because we're lightning in a bottle. We can't be replicated. Even twins look Mm -hmm. alike, but they are not necessarily the same. Like, or they don't look alike. Or they don't look alike. Yeah, sure. But like, you know, there's always something that makes you unique and that's what's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and even cloning, there's something that they eventually found in each of them that made them unique like i like explosions and i like you know like i have adhd uh, i like big guns and so, like you know they all found ways to be unique yeah. anyway so um but now as far as where they went um well okay so another aspect of cloning um before we kind of move to that um you know there's the revelation that boba fett is a clone mm-hmm. um what was your whole What's your perspective on Boba Fett, and as far as his his um, origin story and whatnot, and how like that? Because even in Clone Wars, we get to see more of that. Yeah. Which, the more we get to see of young Boba, really reinforces he's a clone. He's a freaking clone. Um. Guy. So like being such a clone person, like a clone fan, and and whatnot. What like how did that go and work for you? Is it on the same level? No. Okay. 
I don't think of Boba as a clone. I think of him as a completely different character. Because mm-hmm. I think he is the most Jango out of all of the clones. Because he was raised I, mm. directly by Jango. To a point. Yeah. Before, you know, the whole head no, I, I, I do... No, I, that wasn't a uh, sound of disagreement. I agree. Uh, I, I, if anything, I would just say that he could have been even more like his father if he didn't lose him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's interesting. Um, he could have been a literal clone of Django. Right. He could have been Django twice. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting to think about, you know, in canon we don't have a lot of uh, of Boba Fett, um, especially not after the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, Disney, get on that. Uh, yes. But, you know, so we don't have a lot to base off of. But I, I would dare say, mm-hmm. I don't think Boba Fett that we know would be who he would be if Django hadn't died. No. Um, there's almost, as far as canon says, in, in Legends, he was a very, very, very morally upright, but also dangerous person. Yeah. Um, you know, he was a very true Mandalorian yeah. in that we don't pull punches but also we're respectable we're on, we're honor bound you know all these other things um let in canon we don't have any basis for that but i will say the few times we see him he's kind of a he's kind of a guy of his own hype he's got he he is one of the best but he's also the best because he's even more dangerous he's more yeah. deadly um you gotta think he was raised by one of the most deadly bounty hunters yeah. At first, Django right. Fett, and then moved on to being raised by Bosk, basically. Well, he was raised by one of the best bounty hunters, and then raised by one of the deadliest. I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I, we don't. Again, we don't have much of Django, but I don't think there's a lot to prove that Django was absolutely ruthless and no. de- deplorable. Like he went after Obi Wan because Obi Wan knew too much. <laughs> right. Like well, he by and large, he he just he took his jobs. I mean, what kind of deplorable, despicable character asks for a son? Right. You know, like I feel like there's a bit of the originality of Jango's character in that he's very honor bound. He's more he's Mandalorian at heart mm-hmm. and such. And you can just fight me on that if you want to, but like. There's a lot there that seems to show show he's he's good at what he does, but he's also not necessarily a villain. No. Versus, I think there's room to see Boba Fett, the few times we see him in current canon stories, as a bit of a villain. Oh, it's yeah. a very different way to take his character. And it's this idea of what you get when you take away a parental mm-hmm. figure and, and a moral compass uh, for a, a youth. You yeah. know, I mean... He has very little Mandalorian influence. Right. Like, well, by and large... Okay, he's like 13, 12 or 13. He's had 12 or 13 years with his father. He's had roughly 30 years a- outside of... He's had twice as much time, essentially, without his father that he did with his father. Yeah. So that means twice as long he's been influenced by the world and people around him rather than his father. Yeah. It's insane. If you had Aura Singh for a kind of stand-in mom... You'd be pretty screwed up, too. Oh, yeah. Um, At least for a little bit. You know, I mean, so I think there's parts of his character that... I, and and don't get me wrong, this isn't me. I'm a Boba Fett fan through oh, and absolutely. through. This isn't me saying I don't like the departure, but I think it's... I actually think it's smarter because, if anything, Legends Boba was too much like his dad because the thing is, he was unmodified. So he would have been yeah. completely malleable by his circumstances and, and environment. Mm-hmm. So... 
in Legends, he managed to turn into an even better version of his dad, which is kind of hard to do without your dad. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm just saying it kind of makes sense to me that Boba Fett in canon is a little bit more rough around the edges, and I'm okay with that. And we don't even take into account the fact that there are thousands upon thousands of copies of your dad running around, and you're just staring into the face of someone you miss pretty yeah. consistently. Yeah, well, I mean, for your there, there's a couple of... Uh, they. I don't think they... They kind of did in a couple of the Clone Wars episodes, but in Legends, they, there's a several times where they directly address that. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, there, there's a lot to Boba's character, and that's why I say, you know, you can get over mm. the hype of him. I do get it. He's hyped up, sure. He is the hype. But I think he's hyped up because we ha- fill in so much of the gaps for ourselves. Mm-hmm. He's hyped up. If you get into Legends and actually read the stories, though, he's hyped up for good reason. It's dope. Um, which is where I come from. I, I think he's a cool character, but then also I've read comics and books that have informed my opinion that he's a great character. And so me wanting Disney to do Boba Fett stories is not because of his current hype. It's just the fact that there's no hype. Yeah, his ears keep twitching. Who, Boba? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Our dog's name is Boba, if you guys didn't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the, like there's nothing currently for his character to really establish yeah. him. So that's what's difficult to talk about Boba Fett right now because there's not a lot to go off of. Yeah. But that's why I say what we do have... Seems to show he kind of got rough around the edges after losing his dad. Yeah, um, which makes sense. Which doesn't necessarily take away, again, for me, from his character. Um, now, I don't think he's going to go out and just, like, you know, kick babies in the face and steal puppies' food. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be that bad. Yeah. But I'm okay if they do continue that insinuation that he's a little, little rougher, yeah. you know? Um, he's, he has a right to be. I mean, his, his life circumstances are not favorable. No. So, but anyway, I, I just, I wanted to come to Boba Fett before coming to the rest of the, the journey. Of course you With, did. uh, clones. Mr. Um, 30 Boba Fett shirts. Yeah, yes, I'm currently wearing one. Uh, unintentional. So, um, a, 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 a part of what we wanted to talk about here, or what I wanted to kind of talk about is... Again, there's not exactly like a well-known reason why we go from clones to stormtroopers, or are the stormtroopers clone troopers and um, all of this other stuff. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk mostly just from canon um, because I kind of prefer to do that, just so it's very clear of what we're talking about is clearly true to yeah. what exists. Uh, if you don't like it, that's fine. That means Legends is out there, but. You know, yeah. I just like to keep it consistent that you can, if you hear it on our show, it's it's canon. Um, otherwise, I like to very strongly uh, warn you what Legends is. Um, so, um, what? Nothing. Just like, I want to warn you about Legends. Well, I don't want people to get confused. And I, the worst thing I hate is when people are like, no, yeah. this is true. And it's like, ah, it's actually from a Legends story. Oh, trust me. Working in a bookstore, when I try to make recommendations for people... I yeah. am talking to a child, and the parent will say, oh, that's not real Star Wars. <laughs> right. Friend. Well, you know, yeah, it's not from a, a point of real or not, or right or wrong, or better or worse. It's just from the perspective of, yeah, you know, um, a, it's from the perspective of a clean understanding. Yes. This is canon. This means that in the greater narrative that Disney Star Wars is trying to tell, this is yes. true, so that you're not confused when it comes to, wait, hang on. I like this story, but 
isn't that guy already dead? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's some disconnect in inside. Like, yeah. it's it's all to cut out confusion more than anything. I love both. Again, the reason I love Boba Fett is because of Legends. Um, and I've also referenced other stories just in the same episode. Yeah. I love that are Legends. So, um, by the way, you can get those Dark Horse Legends comics um, through Comixology. They're in there on collections, and they're great exactly. and worth reading. Also read the plot. The, and Maul. Oh, yeah. Yes. So many things. And everything else from Michael Morrissey. Um, so, uh, what, in looking up, all right, what does canon say about clones and where they went, where, where they go and all that good stuff? Yeah. Um, I found a little bit, um, some of which is very interesting and whatnot. So, uh, it actually didn't take them long to start addressing what to do with the clones, um, as far as reinventing, uh, the empire and the imperial army and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it is confirmed that the last batch of completed clones um, became the final batch of clones, but the first batch of stormtroopers. So the ah. first stormtroopers were clone troopers purely. Um, and uh, now it it's specifically says completed. So it's really interesting to think about. That means they were done. They're yeah. adults. They're ready for battle. They're babies. No, there there's actual babies, and I don't want to talk about what happens to them because I don't it's insinuated. I don't either. Um, let's, let's just let's say let's there. remind everyone the empire is bad. The empire <laughs> is very bad. So, um, but it was ended. The Camino operations were ended pretty quickly, um, and again, we can kind of get into some conjecture. There's not any. In canon, there's not set stuff. Um, there's a lot of reasoning given in Legends for yeah. why it makes sense to end clones. Um, in in canon, it really just seems... So, uh, in canon, the reason referenced most often comes down to the New Order. Mm-hmm. Um, the New Order is a part of this huge... So, if, you, if you're not clear, they really play up in, in the Empire in canon... They're very political, uh, politically involved. There's a lot of decision making that comes down to politics. Um, yep. You know, there's uh, this whole plot in um, the Doctor Afra comics that deal with uh, imperial propaganda and the way things are filmed and doctored footage and yes. all of this other stuff. You know, uh, how they had power through perception. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's part of the new order. The new order was this whole thing about how we get people to believe in and support and what good citizens are, mm-hmm. uh, very Nazi regime kind of stuff and everything. Like if you, if you're German, if you're, uh, if you're idealized, this is what you do and this is what you believe and this is what you support. Exactly. Not that that's actually real, but that's what was perpetuated mm-hmm. during real war. And being that the empire is based off of, you know, Nazis yeah. and, and whatnot. Uh, even, it makes sense. Yeah, to go even deeper, there were Nazis that didn't even know what the war was doing yeah. to people. Well, like, I mean, we see that play out in Solo. We see yeah. that in that, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. you know, his questioning, like, and, and, and what... We're what, the invaders. Right. Like, what happens to questioners? They're imprisoned, eaten, or dead. Yeah. Like, so How that... How people do you think Chewie's eaten? None. They, they, I don't have the official source, but I'm pretty sure it was well stated. He doesn't do that. He does kill them, though, probably. Dope. Um... So, but the new order, the new order, um, has to do with all of this. They, they do. So, and, and, and a part of it was, all right, we need to make sure people understand what good citizens are. Yeah. 
and they didn't want a, a, a citizenry that is completely benefited from the government. They yeah. wanted people that were involved in the government in a way, which means what what's due diligence that most citizens can do? They can sign up. Yeah. Um, they can join the ranks. They can do something for them. They can work for the government. Yeah. How can they do that if there's a bunch of clones in the way? Um, so the idea was, okay, yeah, we do have clones, um, but I, I think it's misunderstood that, yeah. you know, how many clones there were. Um, you have to remember, they weren't exactly losing, but they weren't exactly winning the Clone Wars. The reason yeah. the Clone Wars ended wasn't because the Republic had better numbers or better tactics. Yeah. Like, it's because Palpatine said, okay, we're done with that. Yeah, I mean, he basically took out the other players. So even though they did have the clones and then they, they did have the last batches, mm-hmm. um, which would last batch, that would be a good Ooh. name for a, a show um, or a book series, something like that. Right. Um, they did not necessarily have enough to take over the galaxy, which yeah. by the time of the original trilogy, that's what we see. We, an, we see an empire that has control over everything. Mm-hmm. So they had to say, hey, Good citizens support their government. Good citizens support their empire. Join in. Be a part of it. Create no peace. Yeah. What? There's oh, no yeah. Yeah. Uh, any government has the potential to be corrupt. So um, yeah. that's the problem with completely trusting in the fallacy of a world order. Boom. Anyway. Um, so it's this idea of, you know, you're a good citizen if you give back to the, the system. Yeah. Um, and... and I mean, that existed during um, the drafts of both the World War, Vietnam, all of these things where it's just like, you are not American, you are not a good citizen if you do not sign up, if you don't do something. Mm -hmm. Um, That's also why those wars were so bloody and difficult. Right. And look at the Imperial War. That's why so many stormtroopers are so bad at at being stormtroopers. That's why the death toll is huge. It's because you've got farmers, you've got tax collectors, you've got teachers improper training um yeah as well as you know people who are not made for war right um, well exactly well that's the thing is you're getting everybody from you know the farm boy to you know the retiree you're getting a a lot of people from a, a lot of different influences a lot yeah. of which can't just jump into war and be good guys and so like they don't have the yeah. call of duty shooter man training that we do um <laughs> you know so but anyway so so that's by and large, where we start to see the draft come through yeah. that mixes the ranks. So we have clones and we have citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually this was turned into the Stormtrooper Corps. Fun fact, before the Stormtrooper Corps, there was the Imperial Army. Yeah. Um, the Imperial Army is what we see in Solo. So what he was a, he was an Imperial Army soldier. He was not a Stormtrooper. Um, and so it's it's really interesting. And that's the significance of, okay, well, why is their armor different? Why, don't, why did they look? Well, because for a long time, that's what soldiers looked like. Um, you know, stormtrooper armor wasn't a part of it for the for the first initially, yeah. essentially. Um, you know, comics have confirmed that initially clones had their armor, uh, and then there was everybody else. Um, but eventually, they stopped manufacturing clone armor. Um, but why do stormtroopers look the way they look? Why are they so reminiscent of clone troopers? Fun fact: the stormtrooper corps was originally started by clone troopers. Really? Yeah, clone commandos, oh. in fact. So. This is what we start to see the Empire doing with their assets. Yeah. It starts to get to this point of, all right, you're not necessarily worth putting out on the front lines. You're not necessarily soldier material. 
but you can give back to your empire that has given so much to you, and you can teach the next generation and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So um, we start to see them using... Uh, probably. He probably would have been one of the better ones to have Yikes. for that role. Um, now, what's interesting is throughout, um, they reference quite a lot the aging process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I kind of always assumed it reached a cap. Yeah, because um, like, when you see the three clones in Rebels, yeah. they're They seem men. to look like they what they would look like. Yeah. Um, but in reality, they're only like 30. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, yikes! They they are technically still accelerated in a way. Uh, like it's really weird to think about, but yeah, like you said, yeah. basically from their timestamp of being quote unquote born to yeah. that point, they look that way not because they're actually that age, but because of genetic acceleration. Does that stop at a certain point, or doesn't it? We mm. don't know. But because they seem to reference it a lot, it seems to say that it might not look the same way. Like, you might not age five years in a month. Uh, Not that that's an actual statistic on how fast they age, but for example. But it does mean you still age physically more than you should, which could mean, again, um, it could mean brittle bones. It could mean that loss of muscle structure. Like mm-hmm. It could mean things that make you not a good soldier. Makes sense why Wolf has a beer gut and why Gregor <laughs> yeah. is Gregor. Um, I mean, you know, who's, the brain is a muscle, dude. That that could be muscle deterioration as well. Yeah. Like So there's fact, and who's to say it plays out the same in every clone? Exactly. Uh, so, again, these are reasonings for, okay, makes sense. One thing that was really interesting in... Legends, legends, legends. Um, there was even the fact of um, it could over accelerate. Yeah. Um, there was 99. several clones that. Well, we don't know if it was o- o- over accelerated. If like if it was just age, or if it was also like uh, yeah. like physical ailments. I, I do agree that age seemed to be a part of it. Um, but yeah, so essentially, like there was ones that after a certain point they would get clone sickness. They would overage basically they reached their lifespan and then basically their body just stopped yeah. it stopped working it stopped producing and it just died oh, could you imagine an entire group of clones just dropping all at once right well oh my gosh that would be a good story though that's the last batch um that would be a really interesting way for like a final battle yeah. like a, a soldier that dies of his own body shutting down not of yeah. being killed oh. That, you know, like he take he his enemies sure. don't get the satisfaction of killing him because he just dies. Like mm-hmm. that's just like, I like stories like that that end in just like, oh my gosh, because I'm sobbing. People are done. Yeah, apparently. Um, so anyway, but so in Legends again, there there's a really interesting way that they tackle that aspect mm-hmm. very directly. It's in, again in canon, it's insinuated, but in Legends, no, directly they they age to the point of death at a certain yeah. point, like. Um, even Boba at some point had to deal with his genetic makeup, uh, kind of devolving. Like he had to find, like he, he went on drugs basically to solve the problem of, wait, I'm not entirely human and certain things are going wrong with my body. And so he would self-medicate to tend to that. Boba, drugs aren't the answer. (laughs) Right. Winners don't do drugs. So all very, very, very interesting stuff. But, um. Do you know where your dog is? Yeah. Uh, so... So again, so um, a lot of it came down to um, 
they how they wanted the um how they wanted to make their soldiers uh, yeah. you know and we referenced this before in terms of uh, there was a lot of republic loyalty that could have been problematic to imperial loyalty and so um they wanted malleable people people that yes. saw the empire as heroes not all the clones may have thought that way um so you know there was a mix-up in terms of how they there was a lot of reasoning for why they yeah. wanted stormtroopers rather than clone troopers and why it was the smart way to go um also i i don't know that they have addressed it in canon but i know for a fact in legends there was even biological warfare uh for clones uh, because again, if you can find something that'll kill one of them, it'll kill all of them. Mm -hmm. So for instance, like in general, you can find something that's toxic biological warfare that for a particular gene code could affect a large population. Yeah. But there's always going to be people that survive because they're differently made up genetics. Yeah. Um, Wasn't that the, the premise for Death Troopers? The book, not the actual Death Troopers. I think so, possibly. Yeah, because I know it was bio-warfare because they were manufacturing a virus to kill large groups of people. But then, res res well, but then to resurrect them. I don't know that the, the zombie was, uh, I don't think it was, I don't, a, think, I don't, it, I don't think, think it was, was a, intentional. I thought it was intentional. I, I, we, we might need to check it out, but. Do yourself a favor, read Death Troopers. Yeah, apparently we interpret it differently, but I interpreted it as I was intentional. That would make sense because you have people who saw the Geonosians. Mm -hmm. And how they resurrected their So, I mean, dead. it could have completely worked. Ooh, um, that makes sense. So, uh, but all that to say, again, in Legends, that was another interesting aspect is if you learned to kill one, you could amass, you could kill in mass clones yeah. versus normal people where, I mean, you're not going to get it right entirely. Yeah. Um, I mean, an effective way is to like put a self-destruct chip in their brain. Well, that's the thing. You can also go into the code and mess up the manu the future generations. I mean, because imagine, yeah, you might have two million now, but if the next two million are corrupted, what are yeah. you going to do? Well, I think that's where the story of fives, or not fives, uh, which one was it, <laughs> for Pete's sake? Um, Echo? Echo. No. Help me, what are you talking about? What was the first clone whose chip malfunctioned and he killed the Jedi? I don't know. Oh, uh, was it Tup? Yes, it was Tup. It was a 501st. Um, yeah. I think it was Tup. Wait, no, no, no. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Wait, was it Kix? I think it was Kix because Kix. Kix is. Because the, they froze him. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, because technically he's not dead. He's not dead yet. He's not dead. He's still alive as of episode 7. Excuse me? We'll talk about that. Um, you better hope we yeah, do. So we'll Let's talk about talk that. about that. Um, yeah, so stuff like that, things can degrade. Like, yeah. there, there's no, even with clones, there's yeah. a lot of benefits, but there's no 100% guarantee on what you're going to get. That was the saddest arc of the Clone Wars. Oh, it was tough. Me. It was rough. Because like, I lost my baby boy fives, and then it just, you get Rex having a freaking mental breakdown for a few minutes. <laughs> right. Um, so... Um, one of the smart things um, that's referenced in the uh, Battlefront Twilight Company book, which I do highly recommend people check out, it's really good. Um, it's a really good military book, um, and it addresses the fact that clones were primarily used to go after separatist holdouts. Yeah. Because uh, again, just because the bad guys in charge of things are gone doesn't mean the whole system's done. Um, it was actually really smart to do that because 
they knew the enemy of the separatists. Mm -hmm. Why set them against normal people or why put them on police duty when you can just have them technically continue to fight the war they've already fought? You know what I mean? So uh, that was really interesting. So that's another... Okay, so while... So clones would have specifically been used for that. Um, Fun fact, also, part of the last batch of clones... um, their manufacturing was shifted in a way to make them uniquely and overtly uh, anti-Jedi. This is where we get the Purge Troopers that come out in the Darth Vader comics and uh, in Jedi Fallen Order. So the thing about Purge Troopers is, again, they, they're they not hiding Order 66 anymore. They're not hiding yeah. Jedi as the enemy. They don't need to think about it. They, they are born and bred that Jedi are enemies. So, again, another reason, okay, where are the clones... A lot of them are with the Inquisitors and the, the Sith who are still actively hunting Jedi because who better to have with you than those that are much more bred for battle than trained for battle. Yeah. Eventually, yes, Purge Troopers are replaced as more clones die, but obviously hunting Jedi is a little bit more dangerous of a business. It would explain why some of them died more. Um, you don't expect clones to die in normal soldier situations because way better training, right? Yeah. Uh, but again, we're starting to see... The sensibility of okay where did the clones go um and so it's really 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 interesting um so it is confirmed that up until four years before the battle of yavin um there were at least still some clones in active duty mm-hmm. that's significant four four years before the battle of yavin so that would have been uh 15 years 15 years after episode three which would make that 18 years total uh, if they had been from the original batch, if yeah. anything. That's pretty big deal. Actually, in fact, there is one who is confirmed to be of an original batch. Wow. Um, an Imperial clone trooper, clone stormtrooper, sorry, um, known as Crag, served with Foot Patrol 7 during the Imperial era and was the one that was on traffic stop duty on Tatooine. Crag. So a clone trooper, we don't know which one, in that scene, but the ones that stop Obi-Wan, one of those stormtroopers is a clone, in narrative speak. One of the original batches, too. Do you think that's why it was so easy for Obi-Wan to <laughs> mind-trick? If anything, it does. I, I, I hope he's the one he mind-tricked. Um, I don't believe he is, only because... Um, there. Well, no, he's not the one that he tricked. Nope. Because we know who that is. He's the guy that bumps his head. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're Yeah, right. from a certain point of view. Um, We're just going to keep mentioning certain point of view until yeah. you read it. So, if anything, it's sad that it's not that one because it only if you're being tricked would it make sense why you wouldn't pick up on that. Like, unless yeah. he's just that old and retired. Like, he's just re- he's just ready to get his pension. He's, 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 uh, um, uh, Danny Glovering it. Um, <laughs> lethal weapon it. Um, so, but anyway, so, um, uh, so what's interesting is, uh, how many clones actually thought about retirement? Yeah. Um, and how many of them were afraid of it? They did not know what retirement would look like. What does it look like if you're born to fight and you don't fight anymore? So a lot of them would just continue to sign up for new tasks. Um, some of which, um, were specifically, um, mm-hmm. interested in being, uh, Imperial Royal Soldiers directly protecting Palpatine. Um, yeah. Like, they, they would just continue to go through the ranks because they didn't want to stop fighting, basically. Yeah. At what point do you think that Rex either found Gregor and Wolf 
or they found him or no telling no telling like, right, again that's why it would be a great story to tell he probably took out their ships himself oh yeah like, yeah and also that's a detail that i really love in rebels is you can see the scar where rex's chip was taken yep. out um again we know some of them continue to serve on coruscant because it would have been republic enough like it would have felt familiar enough yeah. um obviously fox uh Oof. and the shock troopers led that and whatnot again some supported darth vader um now, um, a lot, there's a couple of references throughout that reference, like, uh, phased out of service, decommissioned, a lot of things, yeah, I'm like, because here, here's the thing, even though, you know, yes, we just talked about clones thinking about retirement yeah. and whatnot, um, technically they're property, Actually. technically they are not human, um, in the narrative speak, obviously we disagree with that because we love clones and their characters and they're awesome. Yeah. But the reality that in the story, technically, once they reach the end of service, they don't have to let them retire. Yeah. Um, We've talked about that before is what if the Republic, well, if the Jedi had won the war, what would happen? To I think clones? it would have been definitely different, but... Yeah. They would probably have been forced into some kind of other service. Yeah. Well, I think that's the only way they would have actively retired. I think that's the they only become, way they would have had life Yeah. They would after have become war. the actual peacekeepers while the Jedi did whatever the <laughs> right. heck they did. Um, yeah. The only hope for real retirement, I really believe, uh, for your average clone would have been during the Jedi era, like if they had won the war. During the Imperial era, basically, if they if they reached an end of, of benefit, I mean, they would have had complete reason to be like, well, we just don't want them running around, so, yeah. uh, which is just like horrible to think about, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we already mentioned uh, Crag, but there's also another one. Uh, Crest uh, was another clone. Um, he actually had brush-ins with um, the likes of Kane and Jarrus. Um, yeah. So during pre-Rebels era, um, he was serving in, alongside and on the ship uh, that Ray Sloan uh, was currently in charge of, and so. These are run-ins that, like, it's really interesting and significant, but they specifically want to point out there were still clones around, but it was not commonplace. So, effectively, by the time of Episode 4, clones are no longer the majority. Uh, If there are any, they are no longer the majority. The longest living clone, um, not Kix, because technically he was, he's missing time, Mm -hmm. um, but Rex. He yeah. made it to the Battle of Endor. Yes. Uh, he is confirmed to have been there. So he's the longest living clone. Um, and, Which makes sense. And I honestly think just because of his own willpower and determination uh, is he why he's that, still alive. Like, he has a little bit too much of Anakin in him. He's like, I ain't gonna die. What are you talking about? Right. He's just too I determined. He is too determined. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So it, it's really interesting to dig in. Um, but... Uh, if anything, uh, it highlights the need for more stories within that realm. Yeah. Um, I Like, I know I am one who, in general, when a new sort of original trilogy era story comes out, I'm one that I'm just like, it better be good. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of storytelling already in that era. Yeah, so if, if I want to get excited, I, I, I need to see something very new, very yeah. groundbreaking. And, and I think that something in this realm would be is yeah. uh, more about the clones and what happened post-Order 66 and whatnot. Dude, um, that's where stories like 
the, well, not stories, a collection of stories, like, from a certain point of view, is so fantastic. Because yeah. it's a shift in perspective. Yeah, it can get into so much you wouldn't normally see. Exactly. And then with the introduction of, like, Bad Batch and all these others, like, yeah. clearly, there's so much ground to break that... Uh, yeah. it, it, I, I would love to see this delved into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're starting to get to a point where it's got to be really unique to dig into any original trilogy stories. Yeah. I'm not saying there's not room to grow, but there's only specific stories left to tell, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't be completely drying out, you know, the, the market. Um, but all that to say, um, I, I definitely think it's a very interesting uh, topic, a very interesting realm of possibilities, for sure. So... I honestly hope we don't have to wait 40 years for a Phantom Menace from a certain point of view. Well, no, I just think we have to wait for an anniversary. Um, I don't think we'd wait 40 years. I mean, if anything, I think they're just trying to get to the original trilogy. 25 years? Possibly. Um, I mean, I, I just want it in general, but I mean, right? you know, the, the original trilogy, they're so, you know, back to back. It makes sense. It, it makes more sense. They've already done episode four. Do do five six and then go one two three and then go seven eight nine. Because um, in charge of planning, Yoda was. Because well, and then but just you know, I, I think the need for anthology stories is so big because that's how you discover what else can we do. Yeah. Tell short stories. Exactly. Um, in Halo, um, uh, several of the stories they eventually got into started as short stories, and they realized, dang, people really liked that. Yeah. Okay, let's make a ser- series about it. Um. And I think that's the way to go in general. Of If you want to find out what people are interested in hearing more about, do anthology. Get yeah. 40 people to tell 40 amazing stories and see what people love. And while you're waiting for the next batch of certain point of view stories, there's a backlog. There's Tales from Java's Palace. There's yeah, Tales from the Bounty Hunter. That are all legends. what I'm so hype about, <laughs> about IG-88, yeah. read Tales from the Bounty well, Hunter. Well, the story um, I'm talking about with Kix, um, where we are confirmed... Uh, that he's alive is from um, the episode seven anthology. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a short one. It's like six or seven stories, but it's it's very on the nose of the Legends books that you mentioned, the Tales yeah. of series. So, yeah. And then uh, we're getting a Clone Wars anthology very soon, I believe in August. Um, some stories are new, some are retellings, but that's the beauty of anthologies is you can take a different perspective. Um, yeah. So, lots of good stuff coming out that um, I think we'll break grounds, um, and I really do hope eventually we do get into these stories. I think with Star Wars, we have the benefit of being a part of a fan- fandom and franchise that it's always about a matter of time. It's not a no on anything, in my opinion. Yeah. Nothing gets a solid no. Um, I think it's always just a matter of time. Yeah. Waiting it's... for the right author, the right story, the right time. Exactly, and it's a matter of retooling what didn't work in the past, and, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, that's essentially, that's the majority of what we have right now um, as far as this subject, uh, where they came from, where they went, and all this other stuff. So, um, hopefully you found that interesting. It was something, again, we were very interested in, and I I enjoyed researching for. Um, We are, in a yeah, no, we are continuing with Clone Wars. Next uh, main show, uh, we're talking about the other Clone Wars stories. Um, These are stories like, if you haven't seen, um, we're going through Dark Disciple, um, the other story reels that weren't confirmed, uh, the Son of Dathomir comics. So these are all stories that would have been in future Clone Wars episodes that are real, but mm-hmm. they're not the show. Um, and so, uh, but they're real to us, dang it. And so we're going to talk about them. 
Um, so uh, look forward to that. I mean, more Clone Wars, um, never a bad thing. Uh, we've already shouted it out, but please do check out uh, the Red 5 Network on their social medias, especially Twitter. Um, great group of people, and if you uh, need more podcasts to listen to, um, check them out. And again, it's not just Star Wars. It, we all love Star Wars in that group, but yeah. there's so much more. So if you want to kind of mix up the game a little bit, sure, check it out. It's awesome. Uh, also, if you're a creator of any kind, um, be sure to check out our other partner network, um, GI Friends. Our friend Jesse, he manages that, and it's all about promoting and uh, sharing uh, content creators, cosplay, gamers, uh, podcasters, um, artists. Um, if you create stuff, it will help get your stuff out there and get you a community of support and encouragement. So uh, those two groups, please uh, go give them some love, check them out. If anything, again, just go follow them for the fact of getting connected to other great content. Um, thank you to our patrons. Uh, thank you to Jim, Rebecca, and Doug. Uh, we greatly appreciate you. Um, thank you to everybody that listens to the ads to support us. And thank you for being patient. Um, again, both in the fact that there's just things going on in the world that um, are more important than Star Wars sometimes. Um, but, uh, again, would encourage everyone to not shy away from the realities going on. Um, don't cover it up with Star Wars. Don't cover it up with uh, hobbies and distractions. Uh, get educated. Get involved. Get into what's going on in the world yeah. because we can't afford any longer to ignore what's going on and the people that are uh, facing injustice and unfairness and inequality and inequity. There are peoples whose lives are completely unshe unshoveled uh, and thrown asunder because of things they have no choice over. And it's not fair, it's not right, and we cannot let that be the reality. That should not be the way things are. Um, whatever race, gender, ethnicity, uh, whatever background you come from, whatever identifies you, um, there's no reason you should be treated any less human because of it. That is not fair, that's not what Star Wars teaches us, and that is not what my humanity teaches me. Yeah. Um, and so, please, uh, do what you can, where you can, for who you can, mm -hmm. uh, to stand against those injustices. Yeah, there are plenty of charities to donate to. There are plenty of petitions to sign. The cops who killed Brianna Taylor have not been arrested yet. There is still work to be done. There, you can get in touch with your, um, your city, your state representatives. We can't let things go back to normal. Correct. Black yeah. Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter, you matter. Yes. Absolutely. So uh, we'll continue to um, personally and podcastily have that perspective until all lives matter means all lives, um, not exactly. just white people. So uh, we love you guys and, um, you know, heavy stuff sometimes, but it's the reality of our world. Um, and the fact is this thing called Star Wars that we love so much it even gives yeah. perspective and deals with this. So, I mean, it's in our blood, man. It, it is in us to address these things, deal with these things, and stand against these things. Yeah. And so hopefully you find yourself on the right side of justice. Um, hopefully you are uh, not the empire. Um, and so take that with take with that what you will. But yeah. uh, hopefully we can all agree uh, no one should get treated that way. None of this should be okay. Uh, and if we can agree on that, then we can start to make change. I, I, I really do believe that. So um, look out for more episodes coming soon. Uh, we will have uh, Rebels out later uh, today or tomorrow. Um, and then next week we, uh, again, are back with more Clone Wars, more Rebels, all that good stuff. 
Uh, but in the meantime, guys, I've been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I've been your herd mom, Megan. And that's been Bobo over there in the corner. Uh, and uh, yeah, may the force be with you.